Hey, welcome everybody to Anything Goes. This week, uh, the Queen died. Jordan Peterson and Olivia Wilde go head-to-head. -head, and a woman was decapitated in California and more. Coming up, stay tuned. <laughs> you gotta like, edit that part. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. I was like, because I was one second. I'm like, we even playing? That thing's not even showing those. We're, we're definitely gonna have to go with an intro. Yeah, and we're definitely gonna have to edit everything we're just saying right now out. Just because, yeah, it is like we're actually recording. Okay, so we just wasted. <laughs> there we go. And I was saying that public stuff. Okay, we're gonna have to edit this. Anyways. Do we have to, though? Because it kind of feels natural. Yeah, I mean, it's like first. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> first episode, we don't know what we're doing yet. It's okay. We'll, yeah, all, we'll, we'll be all fun. We're going to grow fun. with our audience. <laughs> the audience we don't have. The audience that we don't have. <laughs> Hello out there, first viewers. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the show. Like, so, anyways, yes, the queen has died, you know, which is one very sad because, you know, she reigned for the longest. I think the longest yeah, monarch in history, I think, is what they said. I have it pulled up on Wikipedia. Hold on. I think it was like, a scholarly source of Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's editable, but yeah. I think, what was it? Uh, 70 years and 214 days. Yeah, which is actually quite impressive. That is very impressive. Yes, now her son finally takes over the reign after being 73 years old. King Charles. King Charles. The first time I have to sing a new song. Is it weird that she didn't abdicate the throne? Because I don't, I don't know anything about, uh, like monarchy in England. Is it typical that they would do that? I think, I think he normally reign till you die. That's just kind is of. That how I think it's pretty, pretty common throughout actually most of human history. You just reign till you die, and then once you die, your kids take over. Yeah, it's interesting because on social media, everything that I saw after it was like it, one of two things it was either like oh my god everything is so sad mm -hmm. like let's take this time to mourn and then it was like screw her the whole country was built on the back of slavery and i'm like can there like isn't there like a middle ground that we can kind of have yeah like, i think i think you kind of got to judge her based off of one the time that they lived in because it's like you can't ex expect someone to have the morality we had in 2022 back in 1945 you know? I it's like, <laughs> you know it's like i was like obviously things were way different back then but um yeah i mean let's, we gotta remember too first of all she's a flawed human being it's not like she's right. been flawless her life she was like this she was like heaven sent to humanity no she was right she was a woman who got made a lot i'm sure a lot of mistakes i'm sure she was not a perfect i'm not even gonna say she was a good person i don't i don't know that the queen obviously i never went and sat down in in her courtrooms and had a social conversation right. with her yeah, never had any of that but well even that's an interesting concept because like when we talk about what would be the definition of a good person like martin luther king jr for instance like cheated on his wife does that make him not a good person like his it, the things that he fought for and the stances that he had moved people forward undoubtedly but then there, you'd have people argue that for the fact that he cheated on his wife, ergo, that makes him not a good person. Yeah. So like, do, do we really count the things like, okay, for instance, back at like the, the entire history of England uh, was built, obviously, on going colonization, going to different countries, mm -hmm. and abdicating their wealth, or not abdicating, but uh, kind of repossessing their wealth to a certain extent to build their own empire. Mm -hmm. But from that platform, they also inspired, like, the Enlightenment mm -hmm. that brought forth the, the, uh, the, the illegalization of slavery. So, like, the definition of what makes a good person or what is good, per se, 
It's kind of a uh, quagmire in my mind. Weird. You kind of got to also get down to who is your moral authority to? Because if we're going to hold like, you know, we're going to say our society is our moral standard because that's going to change based off age, time, you off know, of whim, off of evidently. yeah, off of apparently whim, you know. So I think to an extent, are we going to hold now? Because a lot like religious, for example, a lot of people who believe in God, they have well, God's my moral standard. Well, if you, for example, hold the Christian God up as the moral standard, nobody's a good person, right? You know, and there's even a part in the gospel where. Um, one, like someone runs up to Jesus and he's like, you know, good teacher. And Jesus is like, why do you call me good? No one but God is good. So this is kind of this extent. Everyone's like, well, is she a good person? I'm like, personally, I don't think anybody's a good person. You know, it's right. like, because if we're going to compare ourselves to like an almighty God, for example, then nobody can be good because this is a level of holiness that's unattainable in our, in our own human rights. So, so, it's kind of, so it's kind of like in that regard, is she a good person like, like biblically speaking, no, she's not. You know, like we're all, we're all sinners, but and all fell, and no one is. Like outside of the, of Christ, nobody is. So all has fallen short of the glory of God. So I, I want to say, like, was she a good person? Who knows? You know, I don't, I don't. I think we should judge her based off how is she was she a good person or not. But did she have a good reign or not? Like, right. what did she do right. as her reign? And I'll be completely transparent. I don't know enough about uh, you know, her, her monarchy. Like, to, hand, yeah. I think yeah. I think when you say those part because it's like. Did she handle her position with grace? Did she? Because we can now we can look at certain like people in certain positions of power, who like Meghan Markle, for instance, who I can say like just from what the exposure that I've had of her, there's a stark difference between how they handle themselves. Like yeah. there's a certain element of pride and arrogance with Meghan Markle that I didn't necessarily again don't know. Probably don't know enough about mm. the Queen's reign to be even speaking, like, sure, have sure. an educated opinion on it. But I didn't feel that off of her. Like, even when I saw her speak, because I watched a couple of videos this weekend uh, about her, like, giving addresses and whatnot. And there was, like, a, a calm grace about her, like a, a, a simpatico, almost, or with, the, like, the people that she reigned over. That I don't feel like... Uh, more recent royalty, I have. I think I kind of depends too on like if you were born into royalty and into power and into the limelight, for example, then I think it's it's different because you know it's easier to be, I guess, humble with that power if I've right. never known not having it. But when you're someone like, for example, like a Meghan Markle who didn't have that, you know, I'm not saying she wasn't influential, obviously, she was a mainstream actress. Um, but when when she now becomes a royalty, where she's now in a level of you know, fame and and her, she's in every tablet now, and she's just kind of in a level of like respect and honor given to her that she hasn't maybe necessarily even earned. Right. She was just thrown into it. You know, now now there's like this pride seeps in, like I am somebody very important, right. at least in British uh, culture. So I, I think I think you kind of definitely tell a big difference between like even watching from Harry and uh, what's the other one, his brother. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember. yeah it's like. Uh, whatever, whatever. So whoever Prince Harry's uh, brother is, you can even see a difference in how they reacted to, you know, their being the prince versus how, I guess she's now a princess. How Megan yeah, is, I guess. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's what the. It's kind of nice to, to be removed from that anyway. We haven't had to worry about this in 1776. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we we've obviously not followed the queen for quite some time. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, but again, uh, back to the original thing, like this hyper, hyper fixation from social media and to kind of uh, just dismiss the life of somebody 
Because, you know, you would think, like, what an empowering female figure, a queen, one of the longest reigns in human history of a monarch who is a queen, mm. who is highly regarded among the people. Oh, sure. Like, you would think that this would be something that's laudable, something that people looked up to. But then in this day and age, you can still have people that are like, ah, oh, like, she built her, like, just be quiet. Like, it's so annoying that how there's this hordes of people that, for anything, whether it be happy, sad, you know, melancholy, they just want to go in and ravage it like a bunch mm -hmm. of piranha and just strip it to the bones and be like, it's just nothing but horrible. It's like, you are so miserable. Like, what do you do with your life? You got to remember this too. If, you, if we really judge all of history based off today's moral standards, oh, yeah, per se, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> who, they, we would have to trash on every single individual throughout all of history, and which isn't necessarily fair because there's a lot of people throughout all of human history who we might have a lot of negative say about them, but maybe invented something that you know revolutionized mankind. Like imagine, like, like the, well, the, I would say the Romans didn't invent the road, but they might have perfected it for their time. Like the Roman roads were. Were way they were way ahead of their still time. Still exists to this day. Still exists to this day. Yeah. We have copied a lot of their a lot of the stuff that the Romans did. The aqueducts, for example. The Romans did a lot of horrible stuff. Like yeah. I have uh, roots back to the the Gallic tribes that they slaughtered and massacred <laughs> yeah. and enslaved. You know, so so if you want to go far enough back, like that was kind of the region like I have ancestors from. And the Romans, you know, took them, you know, conquered them essentially. Right. So we kind of want if we if I wanted to judge the Romans based off what they might have done to my ancestors per se, I would have to hate everything about Rome and what they stood for. But you know, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot that they did I thought was very barbaric and bad, and gladiators I thought were a horrible thing. But we can't, but we can't deny then the positives that they also given to humankind. Too. I will say though, if you want to make the UFC even more badass than it is, like, you know, you throw <laughs> some lions. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of a fair point though. We take like modern UFC and we just now give them weapons yeah. and say, hey, you might actually die. They have a chance of dying anyways, but yeah, I, I far, know. far less than what <laughs> what they had back then. And actually, the funny thing, you I, I, I rip their pay a little bit. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've heard this. I can't remember where I read this. It was some some historian made this made this point with the glider said, "See, we we have a thing like every time they stepped into the gladiatorial ring, there were there someone's going to die." Actually, in reality, he said they didn't die as often as people think because right. the thing was if you go in and give a good showing, you can obviously do that. I think they hold like two fingers up and they get they, and the crowd can say you know you know hey they live they fought a good fight right. per se. So reality is just if you go in there and fight hard fight well. Even if you lose, a lot of times they would at least allow you to live because you put on a good showing. Whereas you go in, you just look like trash, and they're like, nah, yeah. that guy, kill him. You know, like, yeah, so the incentive you know, so. was heavy on me. The incentive was, you know, you're literally fighting for your life, but the thing is, if I fight well for my life, and everyone enjoys the show and we have a good time, right. then yeah, you know, you know, people Which again, tend to you could probably, like, arguably, you could make that, incorporate that into the UFC today. Like, I mean, there are dangerous professions that already you're talking about a high mortality rate. Like, yeah, but I don't oil, want to... oil refineries out in the middle sure, of the ocean, sure, stuff sure. like that people will sign up to do in the name of, like, making a paycheck. But who's to say if, if the purse wasn't high enough, and I'm sure you're going to have this, that you put on a spectacle, that you like, hey, $50 million, you go in there, whoever wins. And again, you can, you can surrender. You don't have to, like, die. Yeah. Or be seriously banged. I, I mean, think it'd be interesting. I, I would, I would be against that honestly. If, we, if we're talking about bring we're back the glad to a ring, I'm like, no, like, look, look, 
the UFC is, I think, brutal enough. Like if you if you were, if you're into good. that, yeah. yeah, you can watch. Like look at Nate Diaz fights. I do. I've never seen walk out and not be bloodied up or, or that. Anderson Silva. Or Anderson Silva. His, his leg. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and, and there have been people who died in yeah, MMA. Oh yeah, it's just, I mean, that's terrible. But there have been people who have died in MMA fights. So I don't think we need to make that sport any more violent than it already is. Yeah. It's already at this point. I like to watch UFC more for respect out of how good the technical fighters right, the these guys are the art like the different styles of mma's brought in like yes i know brazilian jiu-jitsu is like the most popular one wrestling's important but then you get some of these stand guys who they come in with like um you know some kickboxing they got judo you have um taekwondo experts like everyone brings in like a different like specialty right. you know per, per se with it and i think this is really Exciting to watch to see just to see the art form that fighting has been even bring. with uh, with just boxing with Tyson Fury it amazes oh, yeah. me to watch him go up against some people that are just absolutely shredded they look like they're mm-hmm. just complete uh, gladiators walking into the ring and Tyson Fury is huge but he's this overweight kind of looking fella not nothing any anything too spectacular about him unless you know he's tall and heavy but. The technicality of the entire thing, yeah. the way he, he holds himself in the ring, and the endurance that he has, it just, it's incredible to watch. He's actually brought back boxing back in my mind, because I can watch him box all day. Yeah, I just, I think you just need to give respect. Like, me personally, I never really got too much into boxing, because I was always like, why would I want to limit myself I to one, it, to one, one form? But yeah, I mean, but... I'll be I'll be completely honest though. Like I have mad respect for anyone who gets in a ring. I I don't care if you're the guy you get in is like, oh this guy's 0 12. It's like, yeah, but he's gotten in twelve times. Right. How many times have you gotten in? Right. You know, so it's like if you if you've never had a had a cage fight, even if you you've never won, I I don't care. The fact that you even stepped in that ring is like I did have one MMA fight. I remember like when you step in, they shut that cage door and it's just you and some other dude in there. Like there have people who stepped in, they turn around and they walk right back. They're like, I ain't gonna do this. You know, like the nerves give up into them. And yeah, like I, I've never met someone who didn't do one of that stuff. And say, I was like, we well, are you scared of nerves? Like, yes, you're nervous. Dude. <laughs> like you're standing across some dude who's trying to put you in a hospital, just like you're trying to put him. And like, yeah, you're you know you're going to get hurt. You know this is going to be painful. Like I don't care how good you are. You're even if you win, you're going to get punched in the face. Like, oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. In one sense, it is kind of cool how the adrenaline you don't really notice it for a while because you just. You take a shot and like I didn't even feel it until you watch stuff happen. Like, oh, I did get hit, you know. <laughs> and it is kind of it's really it's one of those things you can't really describe it well unless you've been in there. But um, for people who have a career and do that as a lifetime, man, you gotta give them even if they even if they kind of fail at it, you know. Like I don't like people trashing Conor McGregor right now because he's like hasn't won in a while. I'm like the dude was still the first ever two time UFC World Championship, and um, I think we gotta give him a lot of respect for just that, right? Yeah, uh, I think the big thing about Conor McGregor is like, I think a lot of people have feel feel like he fell off in some way. Like, oh, he did smoking marijuana and drinking a lot. Yeah, well, and go, going and doing his boxing thing, I, I really think that ruined him when he went and boxed um, Floyd Mayweather because um, when he came back, his whole style was different. You right. know, now he's no longer doing. I mean, give him props for his marketing. Oh, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying I would have done anything different. If I was in his yeah. shoes and he's like, yeah, hey, we got $100 million in good yeah. boxing, dude. I was like, yeah, I would have straight done it too. Ridiculous. Yeah, if I was in his shoes. like, So you can't like necessarily um, like, get, like fault him for that, per se. No. But, uh, but I do think there's a... I, th- I do think, and this is, you know, I have no, obviously, no connection with Conor McGregor. 
But I do think there's a part of him that's almost suffering right now mm-hmm. because because he was the like the greatest of the great, and he sure, brought sure. himself up to that pinnacle of it. It was branding, it was marketing, it was training, it was fighting, it was his pure skill that brought him to that pinnacle, and he he took it and he took it all, mm-hmm. and now it, it almost feels like and I just and I, this is me speaking off of just seeing his like, Instagram posts and understanding like he's kind of fallen off and he hasn't won in a while but to be a winner to be an alpha like that mm. and then kind of like have to almost take the back seat in a certain way yeah it's got to be torture oh sure. and i can't i can't oh, sure. fall for even you know going to alcohol or certain things yeah. that almost fill that void because like once you reach that pinnacle you can't where else is there to go yeah and i think i think i'll be honest about that i think um, a lot of people are right when they said khabib took his soul you know, that yeah. and in that fight, because Khabib, and I don't get me wrong, I, if I remember right, Connor won one round. I think he's the only person ever won a round against Khabib, so I'll give him props for that. But, you know, Khabib was just, in terms of, like, as, like, a wrestler, just as, like, a mauling someone, he was just on such a different, he was in, in such a different hemisphere, where it's like right. nobody was even even coming close to him. And even though Connor uh, might have won a round, I think, I think if I remember right, he won a round against him. Um, he was never really the same after that. And Dustin Poirier... It was almost like Khabib gave him the round and then just took it well, afterwards. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. I just know this is... I don't think Connor really evolved, though, either. It's the same yeah. thing people had against Ronda Rousey. She never evolved as a fighter. So all these people she beat evolved, came back, and now she they end up beating her, and then she ended up just leaving the UFC. And that's kind of the problem with some of these people like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, is once Connor... Since he didn't evolve, once people started figuring out how to beat him, he never changed his style to do something else right. or yeah. altered something to remain that guy. Because I remember, like when he was coming through the featherweight division, he was just one. He was kind of unknown. He came out of he came up as that up and comer. He was like unpredictable. He was he was incredibly precise with his punches. Right. Now, he wasn't even the fastest. He didn't have the fast hands all the time, but he was. So unbelievably accurate. Yeah, that, that window. Yeah, he 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 was so good at setting you up and giving a feint, and and I think I don't, I don't know. I mean, just see now, I just don't see like that fire he had back when he was. No, and a that's the away. thing. Once you become the fat cat, once you're sitting at yeah. the top, you're not fighting for your yeah. Well, there's no survival. You're not fighting. Where for are you going to go after friend. that? Like exactly. when I'm on top, where am I going to go? And now you're just maintaining. But right. when they get that guy below you, yeah, he wants passion. and he wants that worse than anything in the world. Yeah, and, he, and you have it, you know. Like it's kind of like Kamar Usman just got knocked. I mean, I know Kamar Usman should, basically had that fight in the bag, and right. he just—that's just the beauty. I love MMA so much. And you have a guy who he's not—I I, I know he's the champ right now, but um, it was Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. Yeah. He Leon Edwards is not a better fighter than Kamar Usman. No. However, he threw a beautiful yes, jab and, and and baited him into that. Slip and then right into his shin, and it was a beautiful. Did you see that he <laughs> said that he didn't become conscious until the ambulance right afterwards? Yeah, well, he said he doesn't remember anything because he was yeah. conscious. Like he was talking, people walking around. Yeah, that's, so, what, that's yeah, what he said. He doesn't. Yeah, remember he's like, I just. He said, gave me a twenty minute nap. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's got a great thing. I know these. I, I, I'm assuming he's getting an instant rematch, and I fully expect him to just devour right. Leon Edwards in there. But you know, Edwards for, will forever be a world champ now because. But of even that, that is a window into like probably what Conor McGregor felt because Kamaru Usman said it was almost a relief afterwards because all yeah. the pressure was off. Well, you know, and sad part was be that pressure. 
when you're the oh, it's you're gonna be yeah, because you have nothing to gain, everything to lose mm-hmm. at that point. Right. So it was kind of cool because Ed, Edwards coming in there with nothing to lose and everything to gain because everyone thought he was gonna lose anyways. Right. So it's kind of like for him, it's like, what do I have to lose here? I'm already expected to lose. It's supposed to be a good fight tonight. Actually. Yeah, well, that's the that's the sad because all got changed because um because yeah, Co- uh Cosmo, Co- Cosmo didn't make wasn't even close missed yeah. about like nine pounds yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm just like he said something I'm like something didn't add up there but I think I now know. Ferguson's fighting Diaz yeah. and um, uh, it's fighting Holland Holland yeah. so either way I'm not saying that's not gonna be a good fight either but I was man I was like man I really wanted to see see Diaz go I was like. Because it was just like I'm like you know this is this I think his nickname is the Wolf like this is the guy who he's supposed to be untouchable right now right. and beat and I think Burns is number two. Is he is part he's part of uh, Khabib's team, isn't he? No, Shemayev? no, he's not. I think no, he's, I think he's just Switzerland. I think. Oh really? I mean, I mean he I, he looks like he's got like Russian heritage, but I think he grew up in I want to believe I think it's Switzerland. That's what I think. Is this is this a meme? Am I seeing? Is this just a Photoshop? Does he have a chin under that beard? Because I've seen some pictures <laughs> that just go straight, <laughs> like, to his neck, and I'm like, is this real? I, 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 mean, I mean, yeah, he obviously has a chip, you know, but... <laughs> it just looks funny. But yeah, he's kind of being passed off as, like, a Khabib version. He, he looks like, well, they're passing him off as, like, Khabib 2.0. Right. Like, this is, like, not only Khabib, but, like, he's better than Khabib. Like, as in terms of he will go farther than Khabib, and... I don't know. Time will tell, I guess, because the thing is, I, he, if he beat Gilbert Burns, who was number two, I believe, um, he hasn't beat Covey, Covey Colton, who's number one, and he didn't beat Usman, he hasn't, and now he has to beat um, Leon Edwards. So he's got at least three people ahead of him that he, he has not been able to, to touch yet. Is Colby so, Covington still fighting? Yeah, he's still fighting. The, well, I know he's like still fighting, but I know he got into that altercation with... Uh, Madal, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Madal, yeah. And I, I heard that he like broke his teeth and got. They said he knocked, got the tooth knocked out, but I don't really know how accurate that I is. I haven't seen anything of it. Yeah, I looked up a little bit on that. I don't, I don't, I don't truly know to be honest with you. Um, that'd be interesting. It'll be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, it'll sure. be a nice fight. It'll be fun to see. Um, I love watching UFC. Yeah, I just like you're saying it's it's. Kind of like a common, or not common, but like modern day gladiator. And yeah, it's much. the most raw form of combat that we have. And it's blown up because, quite frankly, I feel like in this day and age, it's one of the only real raw things that people get to see. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no bullshit around it. There's no, you know, padding and makeup. Like, this is real. People go in there. And they're like, I'm going to take you to town. Yeah, there's that, and there's, like, football and stuff. Because football is, I think, pretty real. It, I mean, I mean, I mean, I understand it's yeah. not like fighting, but you got to imagine when you got guys running 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, oh, yeah, 40s, yeah. and yeah. just colliding into each other. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, like, anyone who's played football knows, like, I mean, those things hurt. You know, so I'm not going to knock on those football right. players at all. You know, it's not like bat. I mean, I love basketball, but you know, you're not having yeah. collisions of basketball. No, I was about to say. You know, like I was about to say, I love basketball, but it's not the, it's no, not the it's, game it used to be either. Because now it's like you, you can't punch even, up against somebody. Yeah, you can't. Even, like, you oh. can't. Like back in the eighties, they had full blown fist fights on, yeah. on the court. Like now, now they don't have that anymore. Bring back, uh, uh, bring back Michael Jordan. <laughs> bring back Scotty Pippen. I think they're a little old. For Some that. Rodman. Yeah, they're a little. Old. Rodman's going over to Russia to find, try to. Release, uh, what's her name? Oh, Griner. I don't, I don't Actually, he was. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he's. I don't think he's yeah. going. I mean, he did save us from a war in North Korea one time. So yeah, yeah guy, was, we got that. Yeah. Which is the weirdest <laughs> timeline that's ever existed. It's yeah, like Kim Jong Un, <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Okay, like I don't know what happened. Uh, and now we're in the, the timeline with Dennis Rodman, Kim Jong Un, and the Berenstain Bears being spelled differently. Like whatever, man. Yeah, things but... are weird. Speaking of that area of the world, you know uh, the Ukrainians are pushing Russians back from the territory they gained? Really? They launched a counteroffensive this week, and they are driving them back. Well, like, you're welcome for the billions of dollars, yeah. Ukraine. You know, I'll, I'll be honest about the whole Russian military, because, you know, up until, frankly, until they invaded, everyone still, I think we kind of still think of Russia as like the former Soviet Union, right. and they being like near equals with the United States in terms of military might. And once I've seen, as I've watched the Ukraine situation unfold, I just more and more I'm like, they are actually not that good of a military. The Russian, the Russians. Yeah. I mean, unless Putin's holding back all his cards, which I would find hard to believe he he is because he's starting to lose this war now, and he's facing basically international humiliation if they lose. Because now, like you just played your card and showed the whole world you're really not as strong as you everyone thought you were. So now it's like, why would I take Russia seriously other than they have nukes? So outside of them having nukes, they really, militarily, they're actually trash. Right. You know, like, we overestimated them so severely. I have no idea. Uh, all I know is that most of warfare is faint within faint within faint within faint. Like, it's, it's showing strength when you're weak and pretending you're weak when you're actually strong. So Yeah, but you don't, you don't, you don't risk losing the war over something like that. You know, like, he's... He's not faking. I really just think they're that weak right now. Which kind of makes me sit there and think about China. Then I'm like, okay, are we overestimating China at the same time? Evidently, China's economy is crashing right now. Well, yeah, but so is everybody else's in the well, world. Well, I mean, <laughs> fair know. point. Fair <laughs> point. You know, but no, here's the thing. Cause I, I, have a, I have a guy I work with who um, you know, spent a lot of time in the, in the military and did five deployments overseas. and Death storm, Iraq, Afghanistan, the whole nine yards. And I asked him about that, and he's like, bro, they have more ships than us in their Navy, actually, but they're also, like, diesel-powered. And all ours are like... Really? That's what, that's what he was telling me. And I was like... So I'm like, man, they're also diesel-powered, and we have, like, nuclear-powered, you know, everything now, pretty much. I kind of have this um, thing of thinking, like, I don't think they're as high-class as we think, or a high-elite kind of military as we think they are either. Now that they don't have certain um, capabilities that are quite extensive or very um like i guess good in, in essence like they still have a super carrier like they have two mm-hmm. i think but the problem is they have two super carriers we have 10 you know right. so they're, well, we're going to come into a problem is when they get to like the modern state-of-the-art type equipment they have if they have two or three of them we have 10 or 12 of them right. you know so we're at this point now where i think it's not that they couldn't match us maybe on like ship for ship but the problem is they have five ships with, with that caliber we have 25 you know right. so we can we can literally lose ship ship to ship we all lose one ship each and we still have 20 more and you're out you right. know so we still, we still have the strong arm there in terms but of we still power. control the air too and the air i think is the most important thing now in warfare anymore um i was just saying this thing earlier about china increasing their purchasing of russian oil yes and that's something that like you fear Possibly a Russian and China like alliance in some point. Because I mean, they, they, they kind of have like similar uh, motives right now. China wants Taiwan. 
Russia wants Ukraine that could turn into some kind of like superpower land grab. I think it's a, a at least a feasible option. I think they already have it. Though. That's the thing too. Yeah. They already because they already done military training drills together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, you kind of think about it that way too. It's like if you look at NATO, NATO's kind of encompass just about everything around those two nations. Right. So they probably feel like you know they're against oh, they're America. Back into a corner. Yeah, they're back into a corner. So what they're like, well, okay, if everyone else is with basically with America or at least someone neutral, they don't want to go against America. Well, the United States is not friendly with China or Russia. Even though we do a lot of trade with them, we're still not really friendly nations right. together. So they're kind of like, well, let's ally with each other. So at least I have somebody in my corner, and then we can kind of go from there. But I, I just don't think it's, it's going to matter. If yeah, I, I know the, the Pope said something this week about World War Three, and Elon Musk said something about it. I was about it. to say, do you think um, we're on the brink or you on know, the cusp of that right <laughs> now? Because it almost feels like it's already begun. You know, and I remember because I read something this week about the United States is beefing up their military run because they're expecting a, a Russian attack on a NATO ally. So if something like that happens, yes, I believe we're straight up in World War Three now, um, which would be really interesting to see how this plays out because I, I just it would be a different kind of warfare. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be like World War Two unless no. nukes are launched. Yeah, you know? that would be. And, and I really you could saw see... the thing about New York uh, releasing that PSA though. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, that's all that. Nuclear yeah. PSA, like, yeah. hey, hide under new, go into a closet, yeah. like that will do Not nothing. Like, yeah, let, let me, let me, he's like, let me hide under my desk. I'll protect yeah. you from nuclear fallout. This like, was yeah. this was just a like a diversity hire that was there. They put in charge of like, hey, come up with something that would kind of make people feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me pull something nineteen sixty and say, yeah, hide underneath yeah. your desk because I'll take care of it all. <laughs> make you know, sure. Like, under a door frame. That way, <laughs> yeah. maybe you might survive yeah, yeah. as you get incinerated. <laughs> like, let's pull something from the Book of Exodus. Everyone put blood on your, on your doorstep. <laughs> like, the angel of death will pass over us now. Like, the radiation will not enter this room. <laughs> oh, man. That would be horrible. <laughs> we're not that far from New York, to be honest. Like, no. What, five hours? Or yeah, we're just a couple states away. Yeah. Like, yeah. the blowback from that would, it would, would reach us. It, it depends not, on it depends, the explosion itself. It depends on the wind. Because the actually, there's a there's a website I found once where you could literally like do. It's like the government used for like these simulations. You could just set like it's, oh, it's yeah, this yeah, size yeah. bomb and blah blah blah, and th- where it will show you like where the new where the nuclear fallout would go. I think it, I think based on where we are, it's like way the what was it the jet stream that passed from like through the middle of America. Right. It would carry it actually the opposite direction, like over the sea kind of thing. If it hit like New York, for example, so I'd just be headed to uh, to Florida. To yeah, I would. I would just be like, I'm gonna go to like Nebraska. Be like, come on, like, Governor DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, let's go to like Nebraska in the middle of everything. Well, there's nothing there. Yeah. No one's gonna yeah, bomb yeah. Nebraska. All right, we have nothing here. Like, I just go to the Appalachian Mountains and hide with all the inbreds. I'm gonna go to Alaska. I'm like. <laughs> We're gonna hide That's out. Closer we? to Russia. What yeah, but they, 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 they wouldn't try that they one. Could, they could lob a grenade <laughs> in, in Alaska. <laughs> Dude, you know we're beefing up our Alaskan uh, forces right now. Maybe Sarah Palin and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> no, they're they're uh, the our military. I think it's our air force is starting to rebuff up their Arctic like um, forces because Russia. Oh, yeah. Russia basically there's that um, Arctic like sea route that. Basically, Russia controls, like, most of it because mm-hmm. it mostly passes through Russia. And they're kind of starting to expect, like, 
the next major front might be in the Arctic regions. So they're kind of trying to beef up the Air Force, stuff like that. Because apparently it takes a lot more, um, like, like maintenance better. when it's really cold versus really hot, I guess. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah which makes kind of makes sense when you think about yeah. it. But Like oil's kind of... Gummy that and I guess the, I don't I, I don't I don't really things don't work as efficiently. Yeah, well you know ice because when up. things get cold they expand. No, they and, retract. Is that the way? It goes? Yeah, when they get hot it expands. Oh, when it gets okay. cold it shrinks. Don't listen to me, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, how's that gonna work when our uh, recruitment forecast by the military Dude, are like I just, way below what it's supposed? I just to be. watched this colonel give this uh, talk. And he basically, in a nutshell, was saying, like, look, first off, like, it's like we have, like, 25% of the people who are, like, of um, eligible people to join the military aren't even are qualified. So we have, like, yeah, these numbers, I'm just top of the head. They're probably not that accurate because I forget what he said entirely. But point being, it was, like, 20. We're, we're, we're not it, at all it, Yeah, it, it was, it was like, I'd have to rebrand the video because I, I should have wrote down the numbers, honestly. But basically, in a nutshell, we have, like, one or two percent of the population who could actually be in the military. Right now, and it's unbelievably sad. And the reason being is because he just should have said it. the problem is everybody's too obese to join. Right. They're too yeah. fat because you know rather than now what we used to like. I grew up and I was born in the '90s, so kind of things like mental illness play into that. Like not really, no antidepressants or anything like that. Um, probably I don't know. That that wasn't the main issue. He he, he like didn't everybody. Yeah, but he didn't. He has, well, that's just not what he talked about. He he talked about people are literally physically too fat and out of shape to even try to be in the military. Right. Like, you know, so, and so it's just kind of interesting because you think back when we, we were kind of growing up and I was born in the nineties, we were, I went outside and played. We, yeah. we, you know, it wasn't uncommon people to call, Hey, let's go have a pickup basketball game. Let's have a pickup football game. Or I'm just going to go run around the woods for the fun of it kind of thing. Right. You know, now it's like, you know, people, it's on, on average, people watch five hours of TV a day. Right. And so you get kids now who are. You know, in sixth grade, seventh grade, junior high, high school, and they're walking around forty five percent body fat. I'm just like, dude, how on earth are you forty five percent body fat as a fourteen year old? Right. I'm like, like unless outside of you having a medical condition, which I'm gonna venture with my unprofessional opinion to say is not the majority of the time. I'm like, it means you just you come home from work and you just play or it's work, school and you just play video games all day. And I'm like, that's first off terrible for your mental state. You know, this is why it's like turning your brain to mush that. And then two, it's like you're so out of shape right now, you can't jog a quarter of a mile. Right. And I don't understand. Well, you how. got you got fitness and discipline and all these aspects of being like an actual well formulated adult being demonized though. Like yeah. Like you have okay, the the body positivity movement. Start off like, okay, let's not shame people for being a tad overweight. Good message. Yeah, like, I, yeah, say, I, agree, I agree with that. Let's say that, that that was behind some positive motives. Now it's progressed to the point where, like, if you don't think that I'm beautiful when I'm, like, 350 pounds of pure fat, then you're you're toxic. Like, yeah, that and, is insane to me. It's actually and, a very dangerous, too. Absolutely. It worked me out. Just from a simple, like, I've heard so many doctors talk about this. Like, like I, I, this is not healthy. The yeah. problem. It's not like I'm not saying we should devalue somebody because they're they're overweight. That's not what we're saying. But the point is, I should not. You should not be encouraged to be 50% body fat and 200 200 pounds overweight. I stand you know, firmly on the position that shame is a powerful motivator. Uh, yeah. And quite frankly, 
in most like uh Asian. like well yeah <laughs> but i was gonna say in most like guy friend circles that oh, i've yeah. had shame is one of the like it's not only used for humor it's used for motivation yeah. like if you're in a group of guys that you're just like joking around joshing around with there's nothing wrong with being like, hey man, get a little fat. Like, what are you doing? Well, why don't you? Dude, like, I just have, I just have my coworker. And, and then you're like, actually, you said something <laughs> to me. Like, <laughs> I remember that. You said something <laughs> to me, and the very next day, I was like, you know what? I gotta work out because he's right. And that kind of attitude is not negative. A lot of the time, it wakes you up from your sloth. It wakes you up from your laziness, and you can actually say like, you know what? I'm being called out by my peers, and they're not wrong. Yeah. I have to actually wake up and move towards a goal because a lot of times you get complacent, you get lazy, you get comfortable, mm-hmm. especially in this society when you can you can door dash a, a, a meal and you can you can watch five, ten hours of TV a day and yeah. not even care and then get up, you make your money, you can pay people to come and fix things for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of discipline and quite frankly, Putting yourself through a, a moderate amount of suffering makes you a better person. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually, to be honest, I, I do kind of fear sometimes for the way our society is going. And, and, I, and to one sense, I'll admit, with the exception of third world countries, this is about every first world country's problem right now. Yeah. It, it, and that's, that's kind of why I think people are talking about, oh, the rise of the East or whatever. It's like, well, it's because, you know, in especially like Asian cultures, they don't, they're not necessarily always like that. Like, they, I do remember um, reading, I think it was mostly J- Japanese culture, but I think it's just Asian culture in general. You're not really allowed to be fat. Like, yeah. they will shame you for it. Yeah, they'll straight and, up shame you. And that's a lot of times, like, people traveling to those countries will consider, like, that kind of, those kind of comments to be rude, and they'll be, like, offended. It's like, no, that's how they keep their peers in check. Like, yeah, that's a common thing. And it's not a bad thing. Like, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a man, they, they come in like, like, like why, why, are you, why are you fat? And he's like, well, I, I don't know. It's like, you're lazy. You need to start working on that. Cause like, I remember just recently I had a coworker when I was leaving on a Saturday. He's like, are you trying to get a little gut on you? It's like, I've never seen that in you before. And I was sitting there, I was like, <laughs> at, at first you kind of, you kind of mad. And I said, I was like, just, just, just shut up. You know, okay. But then as I was kind of driving home, I was like, you know, I'll be, he's, he's not wrong. It's like, look, I'm not 19 anymore. I can't yeah. just eat whatever I want. Cause I do. I'm so active now. Well, now it's like, I'm not quite as, I don't do all the extracurricular stuff I used to, right. just you know, being shift shift at work, 